Blog Talk Radio.
great nation. America's heart has been wounded, but her spirit, her spirit shines as a beacon of freedom, a beacon of freedom that never has been nor ever will be extinguished. The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you here in the Compact Center tonight. The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you watching on television. We would like to thank you for the honor and privilege of performing before you here tonight. Tuned into the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Just uh, a few days away from the anniversary of 9/11, and uh, we thought it'd be appropriate to play the uh, speech of Vince McMahon um, a couple days after 9/11. Uh, hearts and prayers go out to everyone who lost someone that day, and uh, you know it's real important listening to Vince McMahon and thinking. Uh, you know, where we've come in the past uh, decade plus, uh, you bastards that tried to do this to us, guess what? You didn't win, and we're still here. Um, you didn't change our way of life. You didn't change our priorities. You didn't change uh, our philosophy on on the world, and and you didn't change our patriotism. If nothing else, you made us stronger, so... Uh, Tough shit to you guys that tried to knock us off our pedestal because you didn't succeed. As always, uh, my co-host, Dave Rosenbluth. Dave, how you doing today? Uh, if you'd like to talk a little bit uh, about 9-11 and how it's affected you, go right ahead. Yeah, uh, thank you for uh, it's good to be back here on the show. Uh, I personally, uh, you know, unfortunately I had to live through that um, through, through that situation, through that through, through the tragedy. Um, our family had lost a loved one. Uh, my cousin Keith Fairburn was a paramedic in uh, New York City, and uh, he was down there the morning of the attacks. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it out, but um, he, he he died doing what he loved, and it was uh, saving people's lives. And, uh, you know, Keith, ironically, was a big wrestling fan growing up. We watched wrestling together. So, Keith, if you, I know you're listening. I know you've been watching um, over, the, over the past decade, over all of us and our family. Today, this one's for you, buddy. Well said, well said. And and you know what? Yeah, this is, you know, it's tough to come out of that and, and transition into, you know, of all things wrestling talk. But you know what? That's what it's all about. You know, these these sons of bitches decided that, hey, they're going to try and, like, punch us in the gut. And they did and try and change our way of life. Uh, but that they didn't succeed in. And you know what? Sometimes we can be serious, and sometimes we just need a little lift, a little uh, fun, a little escape from uh, the world's troubles. And, you know, America is strong. America feels good. America has moved past it. So, again, guess what? You didn't do anything. You didn't change our way of life. You didn't make us see your way of thinking. Uh, we're still here. We got knocked on the canvas 
Uh, we we hit the the deck, but you know what? We got back up. So right now, you have tuned into the best in pro wrestling talk and honoring all those who who were affected in nine eleven. But you know, it's the American way. We're gonna go past this and we're gonna talk a little wrestling, a little uh, you know pro wrestling, uh, you know sports entertainment. And last night, I had the privilege. And I don't say this often. I've gone to different events. I've gone to a lot of uh, indie shows as well as, uh, you know, the majors, if you will. And uh, I was privileged to be at WrestleJam. And uh, there was an amazing matchup at the end of WrestleJam. And, and by the way, I'm I'm talking about the ending, the, the uh, marquee, the main event match, but... Um, all in all, it was a great show, and everyone involved with Wrestle Jam really needs to be uh, proud of themselves and, and what they did uh, to put on a great indie show. Admittedly, from New York, uh, Dave, you know you're from Connecticut, but uh, you know I don't know everything that's that's up that's going on in the indie scene uh, in Connecticut, and and all the performers made me give a damn. They made me care about the outcome of the matches, and that's that's a talent that is it's few and far between, uh, especially at indie shows. You know, to, to make an audience care. You know, indie wrestling I kind of uh, look at almost like high school football. That there are pockets where you know you have fans that that care more about you know high school football than than the NFL. And and indie wrestling has kind of got that that same kind of vibe. There are certain spots, certain areas that you get into that they care more about the indie scene than anything that the majors could do. The problem with the indie scene is when you're an outsider to actually come in and and care and and, and care what the the uh, what the characters mean and what the characters are striving for, and that's difficult without a TV deal. To uh, be able to, in one night, to come out, get in the ring, uh, deliver a show, and make an, an audience member that doesn't know really what's going on actually care about what's going on between the ropes. And you know what? WrestleJam succeeded in doing that for this fan. Not from Connecticut. Like I said, don't know what's going on in the Connecticut indie scene, but they made me care. And there was a match at the end of the night. Uh, the main event, where it's David Cole and Nocturne. Loser leaves Connecticut. Um, it was an emotional match. Again, not knowing the story, uh, they dedicated the match to uh, one Spider Quirk, who had uh, passed away due to injuries sustained in the ring. Uh, craziest spot I have ever seen. And... Uh, what happened was David Cole was the, the loser in this match, uh, forced to leave Connecticut. Uh, all the respect in the world to him. And we are privileged today to have him on the line. Mr. Cole, are you there? I am here. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How uh, how are you doing? Oh, boy. Uh, these Sundays after shows are always rough, but... Uh... I'm feeling a little bit more banged up than usual today, but but I am uh, I'm walking, and after last night, uh, I think that's a good thing to say. 
Yeah, I mean, for for those of you listeners who were not there last night, um, and I was there, and honestly, I was right there where where you fell. Uh, right. Where spot took place, and and to be honest with you, I was, you know, first my my first gut reaction, and I don't mean this in any sort of exaggeration. It was, is he alive? And then it was, can he walk? Um, right, it, and uh, and you're not the first person to say that, and. If uh, if you watch the video clip, there's a couple on Facebook. Uh, right when I fall, uh, a huge amount of people just run over to me and to check on me. Just even fans and and my my father jumped up out of his seat too, and you can see him almost standing over me like I'm an injured cub or something. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it looking back on it, it kind of makes me shake too because it. I I am lucky. It just uh. Sometimes things go don't go exactly as planned, and uh, but it, it it was a intense night, and that moment just made it all that more intense. Can you describe? I mean, I, and I'm being honest with you. I've been to a, a lot of wrestling events, watched a lot of wrestling. Um, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. What what is go, what was going through your head? Um, Let's take take us through the whole thing. Once you're at on top of the ladder, uh, right. describe the spot and and what was going through your head as you were falling to the ground. Okay, so we we had set up a, a table on the ground earlier in the match, and then as the match progressed, there ended up being a ladder um, bridged across two chairs on top of that table. So it was kind of just a a big doomsday device and. Uh, Towards the end of the match, Knock had dragged me up to, to the top of the ladder, and I think he was going to try to suplex me through it. Um, and then I kind of blocked that, and I was going for a power bomb, uh, sunset flip power bomb, and he instead just gave me a big back body drop. And uh, instead of kind of falling and doing a a front flip, I did almost a 450 and kind of over-rotated and um, my left leg really just smashed against the uh, the side of the table and uh, and but I, I was I was okay I was alive but um, and then it felt like the moment I hit it felt like a second later I heard the bell ringing and Nocturne was holding the belt <laughs> uh it was, it was a couple moment, seconds later. It was it was close. Um, I mean, how are you? Are 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 you injured? Are you just banged up? I mean, what's going on with you physically? Um, physically, I I'm bruised and uh, <laughs> my leg looks bad. And uh, but I'm just just slight pain. But I'm I'm okay. Um, nothing broken, nothing torn, and uh. It's just funny because after it happens, your adrenaline is still going for pretty much the rest of the night, and then the next day you wake up and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because as, as we saw you walking around and you, you were very gracious talking to fans. Um, you know, again being from New York, uh, the pretty much the entire hour and a half drive we had home. Uh, we were talking about it and we were saying, oh, "I can't believe he was actually up." talking and taking pictures with fans and was not on, on his way to the hospital. I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, it looked um, fine afterwards. 
It's uh, in a moment like that, and just knowing that I'm not going to be maybe seeing some of my fans as often. And there's a couple fans in particular that have taken a liking to me recently, some younger kids, and that just really feels amazing when you have younger kids looking up to you and like uh, I'm influencing how they're thinking and how they're viewing their lives, and um, it feels good. So the fact that I'm not going to really be around that anymore is kind of the, one of the more painful things. Um, but so that's why afterwards, even though I was <laughs> in an extreme amount of pain, I I made sure I took the time to talk to everybody that needed needed to talk for me. And that, and that's great. I mean that that's a credit to you and your, your professionalism. So I mean this match was a a loser leaves Connecticut. Um, so you you will not be wrestling in the independent scene in Connecticut uh, going forward. Uh, I, I guess not. I mean, I like to stay true to my word. If, if there's some loophole around the contract, um, I'm going to try to figure that out. Even if, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a name change is in store or something. <laughs> maybe that'll be a good loophole. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's just, uh, it's going to be a good time to take some time off. Um, recently in April, I'd, traveled to Japan to train and that was always my lifelong goal in wrestling and uh and stepping through those ropes in Japan like stepping into that ring I had such a such a wave of uh success I guess you would say come over me like it, it just felt great I knew at that moment I had like done what I wanted in wrestling so so now that I'm done in Connecticut maybe I'll continue in other states but maybe I'll just take some time to really rest my wounds and and heal up. So what do you, I mean, going forward, like, let's just project out, let's just say uh, five years from now, uh, where where will we see David Cole? Ooh, five years from now. Um, five years from now, you will have seen me wrestle in a couple other countries. I, I'm not sure when I'm going to continue wrestling again i wrestling is something that is one of my fondest things in life and it it makes me happy like nothing else uh sometimes so i'm going to continue wrestling and in five years i really hope to travel the world a little bit and, and test it out other forms of wrestling and maybe head down to mexico and do some lucha and I, I I love the sport of wrestling, so I really just want to continue learning all the different sides of it. Um, it's it's great to hear you say stuff like that. Um, you know, I again, as this, you know, I host this show, but I, I'm coming at this as, as a fan, and it, it really was uh, truly remarkable what you did and what I saw. Um, before we let you go. It being, uh, at least for right now, your your last match in Connecticut, if there's anything you would like to say, a, a statement, uh, a couple things, uh, how you felt in the ring, whatever, I'm going to just give you the carte blanche. Uh, what would you like to say to your fans out there in Connecticut uh, as far as this being your last match in that state? Anybody that's listening that, that has watched the match, whether they've booed, whether they've cheered, whether they've loved me, whether they thought I was a terrible wrestler. Uh, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to 
to do that in front of you and to to uh, perform what I love doing, perform my art. And as an artist, wrestling is wrestling is a big art form to me. So um, just thank you and and continue to follow me on YouTube. I'll have matches up. I'll make sure I'm posted on Facebook. And always talk to me on Facebook if you if you see that I'm on. I'm, I love talking to fans and meeting new people. And just because I can't wrestle in Connecticut anymore at the moment, I'm still I'm still around. I'm still right here. So don't forget, don't forget the name Dave Cool because I will be back. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Um, you know, it's a shame in a match like this there had to be a loser because uh, you know you two put on a hell of a performance and again Thanks. for me from New York for someone who, who didn't you know doesn't is not up on the Connecticut indie scene um you both gave me a, an emotional vested interest in the match uh it it's a match the two of you should be proud of and uh, uh Thank you very much that's, that's really great to hear And and hopefully we can get you on again uh you know hear what you're doing uh in the next few months and in the future Yeah Thank you for having me once again. This is, this has been uh, really fun, and thank you for allowing me to voice how I feel the day after. It, it was a pleasure. Heal up, and, and we hope to see you soon. All right. Take care. Take it easy. Bye. And, and there you have it, man. Dave Cole. Uh, you know, Dave, I know you didn't have a, a chance to get out there last night, but uh, again, you know, if you can find the videos, if people, you know, anyone out there who's listening, who took video last night at the show, please post it on our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, there, there's nothing, I, I, I just think when I say it's the craziest spot I've ever seen, it's still not doing it justice. Uh, it, it was insane. I, it literally was, I thought he, I, I, just, I was in doubt whether he survived, and I'm not joking about that. Uh, it was it was scary, um, but it, it was an amazing show, and, you know, indie wrestling is, is alive and well, and I know, Dave, you live in Connecticut, so you, you, I'm sure you hear about all the promotions and what's going on, uh, but Wrestle Jam put it on last night, uh, really solid show, four plus hours, um, really didn't drag, uh, you know, props to everyone involved with uh Wrestle Jam and, and what they did uh, last night. So uh, And obviously props to Mr. Cole. And hope we can get him on again in the future to hear uh, what he's doing. I know, Dave, you've, uh, you've seen or you, you've, you've heard David Cole uh, in the past, correct? Yeah, I've, uh, when, I, when I used to work, um, I used to do security. I set the ring for um, former ECW uh, wrestler Jason Knight. He was the bodyguard of uh, Justin Credible and Lance Storm. He had a promotion in Connecticut called Assault Championship Wrestling, and then um, he shut that down, and then he got involved with another promotion called Defiant Pro Wrestling with the guy who was who he had booking for him, um, which is, his name was uh, Mikey Milano. He passed away a few years ago. And I used to do security for uh, them as well as uh, I used to do the music when the guys would come out. I'd play the music, and uh, I was, I was the, the timekeeper. And uh, I had uh, seen Dave, my first interaction with Dave, Cole was uh, around the time I started doing some work for De- Defiant, and he was in a tag team with um, Jay Busta, who I believe was at WrestleJam last night. Or was he, he was there, and, and, he, and uh, he was he was crying. 
he was in tears well, those, uh, they, after that spot. Team, they were a tag team together for quite a while at the Canadian Superstars, managed by um, a, a former guest of ours. We had John Carl on a, f- a few weeks ago, former writer from WWE Creative. John Carl, who at the time was known as uh, the Canadian Idol, Jay Fitch, um, was their manager. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, hell of a tag team. They they, they were, you know, they, they made tag team wrestling important and fun. Um, on uh, in defiant pro wrestling, um, gave their hearts, and I know that they had uh, quite a history with uh, Dan Spider Quirk, who had passed away, um, as well as Nocturne. Um, and I always enjoyed the performances. Cole and uh, Busta, they drew some heat from the from the from the crowds um, when I used to see them, and uh, you know. I haven't really been too hip to the indie scene as of late in the past few years in Connecticut. I know that they split apart and they kind of went their own ways, but um, I always enjoyed watching Dave Cole. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to get my hands on a, a DVD um, of, uh, of of the match, particularly the spot that you're talking about. You know, I'd like to see what, uh, what, what he sounded banged up, so I'm pretty sure that the video will prove it. Um, well, but, I mean, oh, you know what, what, what you want to see out of your performers. Um, you know, obviously we, we love wrestling and, and we do this show every week because we're fans. Um, there's nothing more satisfying as a fan to really get a sense that someone bleeds the business, so to speak, that the business is running through their veins, that they they think, whether it's it's right or wrong, they think... Entertain the crowd first. Think about my personal safety second. And I'm not saying it's necessarily the best thing for Mr. Cole, but as a fan, you, you gotta love that. And and uh, you know, again, anyone out there who might have the video, get, you know, post it on our Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash The Ken Reedy Show. Uh, we'll take all angles, cell phone videos, whatever you got, because uh, I I just don't think. Speaking about it, uh, we'll do it justice, but, um, you know, he missed where he was supposed to land. Um, I, If he landed the spot the way it was supposed to, I, I can't see any good coming out of that either. So, uh, you know, he was willing to just put it all on the line uh, for this match and for the fans. And, you know, I think as wrestling fans... You can't throw Mr. Cole and Nocturne enough respect. Uh, you know they're in a you know girls and boys club in, in Shelton, Connecticut. Uh, you know they're not at the Garden, and yet they they look at those fans and they say, you know, for this night, this is the event that's most important for these fans here, and they laid it all on the line. And you know that's just it, man. There's there's no. There's no small performances. There's just small performers, and and those two guys are not small performers. It didn't matter if there were ten people in that arena last night; uh, they were going to put on a show. And and uh, you know, I just, I know I keep rambling on. I got, I got so much respect for what those guys did, and uh, I'm so happy that Mr. Cole is is okay and will further his career. And looking forward to getting him on uh, in the future. Um, a lot of news. It's been a crazy couple of weeks here at the at the Ken Reedy show. Um just to put it out there, uh you know, 
people got wind of the show and uh NWA uh there's a lot of changes going on in the NWA world and a lot of uh, wrestling fans especially our old school fans uh you know know the NWA and know the respect that the NWA brand brings uh, there's a Northeast promotion called NWA on Fire, and if you weren't paying attention to Facebook or you don't have satellite radio and didn't hear them busted open, but yours truly will be a commentator uh, on NWA on Fire. And we have a TV deal with ION, and our show will be premiering October 12th, uh, which is a big deal. Um, 150 million households this will be seen in. So, uh, the NWA is making some waves right now. There's a lawsuit that has just been settled where the balance of power has shifted. Uh, there's a new regime in place, and right now the regime consists of uh, one R. Bruce Tharp, Fred Rubenstein, and Chris Ronquillo, and they will be running things now in the NWA and looking to bring the company back to former glory and... To be honest with you, uh, myself right now, uh, there is a lineage in the NWA uh, that includes uh, the likes of uh, Gordon Soley. And when I I think in terms of commentating, um, I'm humbled truly by the fact that there is a small, and I'm small, I know my place. A small, tiny, itty-bitty spot, but a spot in the historical lineage of NWA broadcasting that now includes the name Ken Reedy. And, wow, I'm I'm just humbled and excited by uh, the opportunity. Um, they've been great with uh, allowing us to promote the show. Um, Dave, a, a big step uh, going forward... Honestly, with this lawsuit, it looks like we have another player in uh, the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, time will tell. Um, they're, uh, you know, being the balance of power has shifted, and it's now in the Northeast, and uh, it'll be seen in, uh, you know, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, um, mainly New York being the the biggest media um conglomerate in the the entire country, um, it's definitely going to help the NWA to be seen, um, you know, in New York. A lot of hardcore, diehard wrestling fans, although the NWA name was not really well-known in the Northeast back in the day, um, I think it's going to help the brand, and certainly it's going to help our show, um, you know, selfishly speaking, with all due respect to the NWA. Um, so hopefully it's a uh, big things to come for, uh, not only the NWA, but for the Ken Reedy show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Cause with the TV deal they have going, um, the households are going to be seen in, uh, purely based on that. They move into the third spot. Uh, ROH's TV deal, uh, is, is not as big as the NWA's deal. Um, again, not, I know the place right now and I know it's, uh, you know, they got a, cross all their their T's and dot all their I's, but, uh, you know, angling definitely to be, uh, you know, in that spot, at least in third place uh, behind the WWE and TNA. The one thing that the the NWA has that has been tough 
for ROH and TNA is they have the name recognition already. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, especially if you're an old school wrestling fan, you you know the NWA, you know the letters. So uh, they don't have to worry about trying to get uh, the letters out there and, and people to understand what, what it means. Uh, they just have to get it out there that, um, you know, it means something again. And our champion, uh, NWA on fire, uh, Brian Fury, is our heavyweight champion. And uh, he was wrestling actually last night at Wrestle Jam, put on a hell of a performance, a triple threat match. Uh, with Jerry Lynn in his last match in Connecticut, uh, and Hollowicked uh, put on a hell of a performance, but uh, Brian Fury came out victorious, so uh, the NWA on fire heavyweight champ carrying the load, doing it, so we are very excited to be on board. As the whole landscape of wrestling in this country changes, in the world, as the landscape changes, very proud uh, that the Ken Reedy show, our show, is at least a small part of changing the landscape of professional wrestling. Um, looks like it's going to be a fun ride right now, but uh, it was amazing. There was uh, the past couple weeks, it was, hey, Ken, why don't you come read for us? We like you. Come aboard. Guess what? The lawsuit settled. Balance of power shifted. Uh, and now all of a sudden, Everything is changing in the world of wrestling. As far as what's, you know, happened uh, for me, uh, you know, jumping in and for the show, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened with this show. And, and you know, I would be remiss uh, just to, you know, not to, to mention some people. Obviously, uh, Dave, my co-host each and every week, uh, you know, I got to throw thanks out to you, Dave, for... Uh, being my co-host and, and making the show kick ass each and every week and, uh, you know, getting us out there and making it an entertaining show. Um, I have to thank uh, Michelle DeGi, our producer, who is, uh, you know, sometimes it's, she's got a harder job than any of us because we just get to sit here and talk wrestling, which we love doing, but she's out there uh, tweeting people and publicizing the show and trying to get people on, so... Uh, uh, Michelle has been a, a great addition to kind of doing all the, the, the crap that I hate doing. So, uh, you, know, you always need someone who's willing to, to take up that load. So, uh, uh, thank you to Michelle busted open. Uh, I interned for them and, uh, they have been nothing but supportive my whole run with this. And, uh, you know, who knows where this is going to go, but they let me be on the show, uh, last Monday to talk about NWA and they've been really great at just supporting everything that I want to do. Uh, Dave LaGreca especially has been awesome. Uh, Mike and Doug, you know, just been great. So, uh, you know, thank you to, to them and, and their support. And, uh, you know, I think it's important also our, our man Carlos, who is a cameraman for uh, NWA, who took a listen to the show and said, Hey, that guy could do some commentating for us, and that's how the whole ball started rolling. So, gotta thank uh, Carlos uh, for you know what he he's given me and 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 the show, and uh, uh, thank you. And um, you know, I have to, I honestly, I have to thank uh, you know if you're going to be a big dog, and, and I hope that someday in this business. You know, Dave and myself and Michelle and the show and everything else, I hope 
that we're big dogs in this business. That being said, if I'm going to be a big dog, I need a pack that's going to run behind me. And I got to thank my Saw Brothers, Save American Wrestling, a little group. We started on Facebook. There's a website. And, uh, you know, they, they've supported me uh, throughout this whole process. A lot of the fan base that came when the show started came from uh, Busted Open and then friending the Saw guys. Um, you know, someone actually, it was funny, someone on the Busted Open page actually uh, criticized me about being a commentator. And and I get it, more, working and, and moving more and more into the public eye, I'm okay with that. I'm going to get criticism, and you know what? I'm learning how to commentate. So I'll be honest with you. Perfectly said, yeah, there's probably going to be a few matches that I'm going to commentate that are they're going to suck, but I'm going to get better. That being said, allow me to suck before you criticize me. But... <laughs> I mean, he, he like he wrote on Busted Open about me, like you know, NWA taking a, a you know, going downhill by bringing Ken Reedy into commentating, and I just give me a chance. I mean, I'll give you something. I'm sure I will give you something to criticize, but I haven't commentating anything yet. Um, Probably the same guy that works at a gas station making seven bucks an hour exactly. doing nothing with his life, okay? And all he's got to do all day is sit on Facebook and Twitter and all the other bullshit and start, you know, knocking people down for, for you know, the, the success they're having. So to that guy, whatever his name is, I hope he's listening. Fuck you. <laughs> and I, the, the Saw guys jumped all over him, so I, I got to thank Language. you. <laughs> and, you know, I mean... When, when it comes to him, like I said, I welcome the criticism. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. When, when the show starts, man, if you don't think I, I nail it on, like, commentating, you know, I, I, I would hope in, in a respective way. But tell me. I, I got to learn. You know, we've all done it. We've all sat and put the mute on our TV and commentated matches to ourselves. But you know what? No one really, you know, knows how it's going to go over until you're actually doing it. So... You know, I've done it, I've practiced it, I've tried to bone up on the moves, but I'm sure there's going to be stuff I'm missing, and I'm sure there's going to be stuff I say that, you know, is not like. So by all means, if you want to criticize me, I'll take it, and I'll take it all in, and I will try and do the best job I possibly can, because you know what? I goddamn respect this business, and I want to present it in the best possible way I can, so... Uh, I am welcome to any and all advice that people want to throw out there. I, I'm just I'm more humbled than anything else being a part of this. So, thanks to the Saw guys. If I forgot you and you've been involved, I got to thank actually the original crew, uh, Mike Justino, the Guru, uh, Vinny Gumbats, who actually did some uh, shows with me traveling around a local area trying to hit indie scene and getting uh, some interviews. So, everyone who's been involved in kind of putting this show over. If I've forgotten, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being on the bus. Uh, you know, and we, again, this is just, right now we're still, we're scratching the bottom. It, it's onward and upward. We, we're getting bigger and bigger. Um, I, and I guess a major thanks, we should probably go out to uh, Justin Rosenbluth, who kind of did a, a huge, uh, he, was, he was the mic man on the, uh, the WrestleMania bus that uh, really made that ride uh, something special. So, Everyone who's been involved with the show and uh, has helped us get to this this level, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I uh, can't thank you enough, and uh, hopefully we will do you proud. But tonight we're on a no surrender uh, pregame. No surrender is tonight. TNA's no surrender. Uh, where is Ace and Eights going to go? Uh, what's going to happen in the Bound for Glory series? It's a it's a crazy crazy night, um, but. You know, we're free-flowing today, so I'm just going to go out to the phones because I ran over. I was rambling on and on, and we're going to go out. I believe this is Tony. Tony, are you there? Yep. How you doing, Ken? How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Hey, uh, so we got, uh, yeah, No Surrenders uh, tonight. It should be a good show. I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to see it, but um, the BFG series, you know, uh, with um, Bully Ray and Samoa Joe, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, Bully Ray and uh, James Storm, some old Joe Jeff Hardy. Uh, it looks like it could be a good show. You know, I, I, I'd like to see Bully Ray actually come and win the win the whole thing. Actually, you know, he and um, you know, him and Austin Aries about for glory. Yeah, maybe you know, have it be because um, the whole uh, TNA has been really really good lately, and it's um, I'm just you know, like maybe you know, the whole Aces and H storyline has been has been good, and it's um. I actually, you know, it's like I think about it would kind of make sense if you had maybe like something where it's like you know, like a battle for glory. You have Austin Aries and Bully Ray or whatever, and then like something happens with the Aces and Aces come out and they, you know, like we find that the Bully Ray's the uh, leader, and then he wins, the, you know, he wins the belt, and then they, you know he finds that they, you know, he's he's the guy who's been the Aces and Aces uh, head all along. What what do you think yeah. of how the Aces and Aces uh, storyline has project uh, pro- prolonged? Huh? How how do you like it so far? Um, so far, I've, I've been, I've, I thought they've done a pretty good job with it, you know, I mean, it hasn't really been, like, too overly predictable, uh, you know, I, mean, I thought the, like, what they did this past week with, uh, I don't know how, you know, like, uh, like, Hulk Hogan, you know, or, you know, got, um, or, you know, how they got a hold of that guy's information that they, uh, had tied up in the broom closet, that, they, you know, that, uh, that's, that's, you know, that scene where, uh, Austin Aries was sticking the pliers down his throat was kind of nuts, but, uh, um, well, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I think so far that this has been a good storyline. A good, uh, I, I, I found it interesting. You know, it's like I know we don't, you know, because you know we don't we don't know who the guys are yet. Uh, but um, I think so far it's, I've, I've been I've been okay with it. You know, I've, I've actually liked it. You know, the whole the, the brawls at the end of the last few shows have, have actually been pretty good. I thought, that, um, you know, that we have Austin Aries versus uh, they call it uh, Mr. Armbreaker uh, at uh, in a fight. Tonight's uh, show, so it's um, I, I, so, so overall, I think TNA has been doing a really good job. Uh, like, um, I'm glad the, uh, the the clear stuff's done. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, do do you think like tonight's going to be? I mean, you're looking forward. I mean, I know you said that you don't know whether you'll watch or not, but uh, I mean, you think tonight's going to be a good show? Uh, it should be. Yeah, I mean, the last two, the last. Like three or four pay per views were pretty good. Were were really good. I know. Um, I saw Destination X. That was great. Um, last month's good. Uh, was good too. Uh, this should be good too. I mean, they have a lot of you know they got a lot of good stuff on the uh, on the card. You know, AJ and Kurt Angle against uh, Daniels and Kazarian. You got RVD versus Magnus. Uh, Sanjay versus Zima uh, Ion for the X title. It's it's should be really good. Show. You know, it's probably you know like as far as the in ring uh, you know from the in ring. Uh, standpoint it's, it should be a really good show i mean i'll probably you know, probably you know, deliver on on that uh any like what did you like i mean we're talking tna but uh was there anything this week as a as a whole in wrestling that stuck out stood out for you uh 
Gooder, gooder, not so much. Whichever. Let's talk. <laughs> okay. Well, I did think Impact was the, was the best show out of the, out of the major, you know, like out of the big three this week. I thought that they further progress with, you know, their storylines going forward, you know, better than the other company does. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Huck It Out segment on um, Raw with uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan. That was just like, what the hell are they doing here? <laughs> it was yeah, just, I, it was I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I thought in, in concept it, it was, it could have been mildly entertaining. I just thought it went a little too long. It did, yeah, and then you have it's like they had a referee in there explaining the rules of a hug out. It was like, what the? It <laughs> <laughs> was just, oh my I think god! That was the first time that like the the rules of a hug out actually had to be explained because I I didn't know there were rules in a hug. It would have been great if they actually announced and and this hug out is with no disqualifications. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Live this Sunday on pay-per-view, WWE, hug it out. <laughs> that's what they, when they dump Survivor Series, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be hug it out. Teams oh, of five strive to survive until they hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you something, like getting back to, to TNA, because I just can't talk anymore about hugging it out. Um <laughs> Who do you who do you think's involved in, in Aces and Eights? Well, how do you think uh, that's going to play? I mean, you know, you said that you'd like to see uh, uh, Bully Ray involved. Uh, any other names you think will be involved? Uh, possibly. You know, I, uh, I know Bobby Roode hasn't been on the last few shows. Maybe it's like maybe he, maybe if I have him be the uh, the head guy or whatever. Or, you know, obviously, you know, when it first started, I thought it was going to be maybe Jeff Jarrett, but. Uh, any uh, any of those, you know, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Root, or uh, Bully Ray, any uh, I think any of those guys could, would be good as the uh, as the guys who were uh, you know who were heading this heading this uh, this stable here. Uh, so, uh, it, like I say, it would make sense if they had like a, like a Bobby Root in there since he was pointing the finger at James Storm, and, you know, and uh, and then find that it was you know like it was him all along, and he was just like trying to divert everybody or whatever. And then um, I guess. Even Bully, Bully Ray makes sense. Makes sense too. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think because. Uh, As a fan, I'll let you go in a minute. But uh, you know, there's rumors of, uh, you know, Kevin Nash. There's been rumored. It's uh, obviously Jeff Jarrett's been rumored. Eric Bischoff's been rumored. Uh, is there any names out there that, if they're involved, you're just gonna hate? Well, if it's Eric Bischoff, or if it's if. Good God! I hope they don't turn Hogan heel again. I mean, that's just gonna that's just gonna make the whole thing just everything is gonna be just wasted if they, if they do something like that. You know, I was like uh, Kevin Nash. I don't see him coming in. I don't know. I I really hope he doesn't come in. I mean, we've seen enough of him. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, if if it's like an NWO like old school all over again or whatever, you know, with the whole, you know, with Hogan and Bischoff or whatever, that's, that's just going to be a real, uh, it's going to be like, okay, here we go again with the same old, you know, Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I love the NWO and I, I loved everything they did, but if, if the, the, the end result here winds up being uh, that, it, uh, I, I don't know, I think it would kind of fall flat because it's been new and fresh. I've, I've enjoyed it. I just, uh, if it winds up going back to that old stuff, um, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, Tony, always a pleasure. You guys out there, if you don't know already, best blogger in the business, check out the com. 
Tony blogs on all the shows, uh, Raw, Impact, SmackDown. So if you missed a show, go over there and check it out. Tony is the best blogger in the business. Uh, thanks a lot for calling. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yep, you'll hear from the best blogger in the world. Take it easy, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, no problem. All right, and there you go. And you know what? I'll tell you something, man. After the show last night, after, you know, the past couple weeks and, and getting to go on Busted Open and, and being named a commentator for NWA, I, I'm just riding cloud nine right now. I am I am in such a good mood about the show and wrestling and just I, I'm, I'm in my happy place right now. So on the line, we, we have Bob Arian, and I'll tell you something. Bob can't even put me in a bad mood. I, I'm, You know what? I'm just going to say it. Happy to hear from Bob. We're going to let Bob do his thing here on the show. We're going to keep it friendly this week. So here we go. Mr. Arian, are you there? Hey, uh, Ken. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, you know, Ken, I'm going to be a gentleman. We've had our differences on issues with BWO. But you know what? I do want to congratulate you on the uh, position you got with NWA on fire. I mean, they're a good organization. You got a really good position there. And you know what? You're good for pro wrestling. I've always said that. Your radio show is top notch. And you know what? You deserve it. And uh, I'm sure you're going to run and hit a home run with it. So you know, I'm man enough to say congratulations to you, and I wish you all the luck on those endeavors. I appreciate the goodwill, and, and thank you so much. What do you got for us tonight, Bob? Well, first, I'd like to say something uh, about the opening with the 9-11 tribute. Uh, I really respect you guys did that. Um, I was a government employee at the time, and I did see the towers fall. And uh, my condolences to Dave and his loss, which you know I wasn't aware of until he mentioned it tonight. But, you know, and, I'm, and I don't like to turn it political, but I'm going to turn it a little political right now because the day after 9-11, all these politicians said, cops, firemen, EMS workers, you can't pay them enough. What are they doing now? They're cutting their salaries. They're cutting their pensions. They're making them pay for health care. What the hell is that all about? That's what all Bob Arian has to say, how fast they forget. That's why I never trust a politician. Now we can get to pro wrestling. Hey, Bob, how you doing? I want to thank you for uh, the kind words that uh, you, you just expressed uh, on the air here. Um, I wanted to talk about um, your uh, your involvement at the uprising on September 15th. Uh, I've been seeing on Facebook, uh, a lot of fans on the Kennedy Show have been seeing on Facebook, you're hosting a tailgate party outside of uh, you know, One Legion Place in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Can you... Uh, can you uh, give us uh, some more information about that and uh, what your involvement's going to be? Sure, I can, uh, Dave. Well, you know what? You know, I've been fired, and I'm negotiating with the building. As you know, I'm trying to start my own company, BBWO, Bob's Better Wrestling Organization. I'm negotiating with the building to own half the parking lot, in which I'm going to give free wrestling shows every night the BWO runs to put Glenn Ulrich and that company out of business. It's still in an ongoing process. I know Section 8 has his lawsuit going on. I don't know what's happening with that. Uh, but I'm going to be there. I'm setting up a table. I'm going to give out free water. It's going to be free autographs. We're going to have a petition to sign for fans to join the revolution. And 
you know, and express to them what I'm going to do when I open my new company to put them out of business. So we're urging everybody to come join us, you know, around 6 o'clock, and we're going to have fun in the parking lot. We're going to buy tickets together. We're going to go in there, and we're going to raise hell. We're going to let them know that, you know what, they're done. They're, they're a company that's fading. And as long as Glenn Overage is in charge, that company can't last. And we're going to send a message to them. And also, too, uh, my financial advisor just advised me today that BWO is a publicly traded company. And he told me the options is I could possibly buy stock and become the majority owner of that company. So that's another thing I'm looking into. So it's either going to be BBWO or I'm going to own the company because they're going to buy enough stock that they can't stay in business or whatever section's got going with his lawsuit. But either way, they're done. They're, they're pretty much done. It's just a matter of when. Okay, all right. I, well, I, I look forward to, you know, if, uh, I, I know uh, sometimes with, with uh, legal situations you can't really comment too much, but anything you can update the show on as far as those proceedings go, please, by all means, you, you've got, you know, my open invitation to uh, to, to, to appear on the air and uh you know, speak your mind. Uh, moving on into, uh, you know, the, the world of wrestling tonight, we've got uh, TNA's uh, No Surrender. And um, you you were a, a uh, you were in attendance uh, for two weeks. You and Steve Off were in attendance for a couple of weeks at Impact. Um, give us your thoughts and insight going into the, into tonight's pay-per-view with, um, with uh, the Aces, what the Aces and Aces involvement is going to be and, you know, what you think their involvement is going to be. Um, and, uh, you know, some some other things you're looking forward to with tonight's show. Sure. Well, first I'd like to compliment TNA. They they treated me and Steve for two weeks we were down there. They treated us great. Uh, I mean, they gave us VIP treatment the whole time we were down there. And you know what? They're a top-notch company. They're up and growing. And I, and I have nothing but good things to say about TNA and their, their organization and their management. And, and they do the right thing for people. Uh as far as Aces and Eight goes, you know, uh, tonight the, the dude that broke Austin Aries' hands is going to go up against him. Uh, my feeling on what's going on behind the scenes, I think Luke Gallows is involved somewhat. But I think when it's all said and done, I think Samoa Joe is going to be, be behind that whole operation. That's a, that's an interesting point. That's something that I actually thought about, too, considering uh, – that you know, the past few weeks we've seen them you know band together and get guys out there to to take on the Aces and Eights, and you, and Joe was nowhere to be found until last week when all of a sudden he just showed up with the rest of the the rest of the roster. I just find it interesting that now he finds the time you know that they find the time to put him involved into that angle, considering what he's got going on with the with the Bound for Glory series. Is there anything else that uh, catches your eye as far as tonight goes with uh, with Aces and Eights? There with no excuse, with no surrender. Well, with the Bound for Glory series, you got Hardy versus Samoa Joe, and I really think Samoa Joe is over there. That's a no-brainer. I mean, uh, Samoa Joe has been gone for a while, but you know what? He's a force. And then you got uh, Ray, uh, you know, Billy Ray, Bubba Ray, whatever he calls himself, and and Jamie Storm. I think Storm is over, but I really think when it's all said and done, Samoa Joe is over, and he's going to be the faction behind section uh, Aces and Eights. And I think it's all going to fit together, and you're going to see that Bob Arians right again, because I called it last time you asked me my TNA uh, thoughts. And also as far as uh, the Styles and Angle and Daniels and Rosari or whatever, I think it's going to be the end of the feud, and I think Styles and Angle are over. 
you know, they, remember they they stuck Styles bad. They tried to make him look bad, and he's he's going to win now tonight. Him and Angle Rover, no doubt about it. Okay, all right. Uh, well, quick question here for you. Um, we saw that you know the first week you were at Impact, um, you're, you're, the seat you were sitting in was involved at, towards the end of the show. Um, you didn't have a seat to to to, to, to sit in to watch the rest of the show. Um, and it just so happens it was involving the Aces and Eights, and it just so happens that you are, you know, currently unemployed at the moment. Um, without divulging too much, is there any possibility that you and Steve could be a part of the Aces and Eights faction at some point in TNA? You know, Dave, you're not the first one to ask us that, and we've been in text message, Facebook messages, and like I said, we were down there, TNA treated us fine, I mean, there's, there's nothing going on, and, you know, they gave us the respect, and they treated us great, and I have nothing bad to say about TNA. And, and, you know, that's all I can really say about TNA is they treated us great. And you know what? You know, who knows what the future brings, but right now, you know, I really can't comment on anything. And uh, what I can say about the X Division is you got that Dutt and Zena Ion going tonight, and I'm not even going to make a prediction on that because you know why? because Steve Orff belongs in that X Division, and Steve Orff would run away with that X Division, and that's my personal feeling, and I think TNA is afraid of that, and uh, I think they're afraid of Steve Orff right now, because they know he can break off in that X Division. Okay, all right. Um, as far as uh, your uh, the gun show, uh, what can uh, you know some of our listeners look forward to uh, uh, with uh, future episodes of the Gun Show, I know that the Ken Reedy Show, myself included, was was uh, was was involved on on the latest episode on the Gun Show. Is there any any uh, interesting developments set to take place on future episodes that you can uh, talk about? Yeah, we got some good stuff going on. We got uh, you know Elvin Tundo's process is going to evolve. You know he got attacked, and you know it's going to play itself out. We're very honored to have, you know, you guys on as a commercial. Uh, we're going to try to get you on early in the show. I know you were on towards the tail end, but for edit- editing purposes, we kind of squeezed that in last minute, and our editing people gave us a hard time about it. And I basically told them, listen, if the Ken Reedy advertisement don't get in, don't add a show. I mean, so so we got it up there. We got we got some good things happening. Uh, again, it's, you know, it's all about the real life and the crazy zany stuff that goes on in our world, and I, and I would really love to have uh, the Ken Reedy show and you guys more involved in it, and I think you will be, and I think we're going to be uh, just showing up on you guys without a notice, and we're going to be doing real life as it happens. Well, there you go, Bob. I look forward to the uh, unexpected but uh, pleasant surprises coming from uh, you and the rest of the Off Army and uh, the gun show. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, coming on today. It's, uh, you know, I beat this horse to death, but you are always welcome on this show anytime. Um, you want to air any grievances with anybody, you want to promote anything, you just want to come on and talk wrestling, uh, you are welcome as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, Bob. Well, I appreciate Dave, and I urge all fans to be at BWO this Saturday, one Elmwood, one Legion Place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Join me at the uh, table I'm going to have set up. Join the revolution. Let's buy our ticket and go in there and take over that company and put them out of business. Thank you. Awesome, Bob. Thank you once again. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Bob Arian, you know, and again, I haven't always seen eye to eye, but uh, 
it's a good day. It's a good day. I'm feeling good, so nothing's going to make me feel sad or get upset. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, Bob offering us a lot. Uh, you know, Dave, uh, curious what you think. Um kind of non-committal on the Aces and Aids, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I really can't form an opinion right now. Like you said, he's, you know, a little non-committal, but, you know, it could all just be, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. Who knows? I mean, the world the world of wrestling is unpredictable. So we'll see what happens. But it's always great to hear from Bob. Yeah, it was good. I mean, total, totally agree with you. Not going to speculate on uh, things, but uh, non-committal. Didn't say no, so who knows, which means you got to stay tuned to uh, the gun show and TNA and everything and see, uh, you know, who knows where Bob Arian and the Off Army may pop up in the world of professional wrestling, but uh, it's time. You ready, Dave? Oh, I'm ready. All right, you know what it's time for. Here's Dave with our 50-50 Day 5 News Update. Thank you very much, Ken. The Day 5 Report back from a one-week hiatus on the Ken Reedy Show. Here are your top stories. The top story this week in the world of professional wrestling is the rumored stop to the upcoming WWE Network. WrestleZone.com reported earlier this week the launch of the network was put on hold indefinitely or possibly scrapped altogether. An apparent hiring freeze and already network-hired employees was set to take place. However, an unnamed source who works in the WWE office and closely with the network launch has stated to the Ken Reedy show that the rumors are not true and the network is still a go. But a launch date has not been determined at this time. In our second story this week, former WWE superstar and MMA hopeful Dave the Animal Batista was interviewed on MMA Live on Spike TV this past Thursday night after TNA Impact. And when asked about his upcoming MMA fight and career aspirations, Batista was quoted as saying, I see MMA as a short-term plan and can see myself back in WWE once this PG thing passes over. Batista also stated that if and when he were to return to the WWE, he would like to work with Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and The Undertaker. Batista also was open to an MMA bout with Brock Lesnar if Lesnar were to agree to it. Interesting things from the animal. And our third story, TNA star Kurt Angle will serve as a member of the broadcast team for the World Series of Fighting MMA group that will debut on the NBC Sports Network on November 3rd. Former WWE, TNA, and MMA star Bobby Lashley is scheduled to fight on that card. No word on his opponent at this time. According to PWInsider.com, TNA has come to terms on a new agreement with Bully Ray. Both sides agreed to a new two-year deal this past week. The other half of Team 3D, Devon, parted ways with the company last week, and rumors in the locker room state that most are surprised that, as well-liked as Devon was, that TNA did not re-sign him. No word on where Devon will end up. And in our final story this week, a follow-up story to rumors that I personally posted on the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page, an apparent Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara feud is in the works that will lead to a match at WrestleMania 29. However, setting that match up, I posted that they wanted both to form a team and have a run with the title, the Tag Team Championship, I should say. As of this morning, it's now rumored that WWE officials possibly want to turn Rey Mysterio heel to help get Sin Cara over as a babyface and form his own audience. 
Officials in the company say it's a risky move turning Mysterio, but those plans are not definite and can change at any time. And you just heard him online, on the air right now, Bob Arian. You want to tune in to the hottest new sensation on YouTube, The Gun Show. Click Gun Show, YouTube, slash Steve Off. And there you have it for the Day 5 report, back from the one-week hiatus. Ken, take it away. Good job. Good. Lots of goings-on in the world of professional wrestling. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. You know, and especially being in this area, knowing that WrestleMania is going to be uh, coming up in this area, good time to be a wrestling fan in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. Um, but on the line now, we got a uh, the heavyweight champ, and let's let's keep this kind of amicable. We've been good, Dave. Let's let's be friendly. Okay. Let's, uh, it's it's a good night tonight. I'm happy. And everyone who's listening out there, you know what? It's the first Sunday in the NFL season. So if you're listening to us tonight, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. But right now, we have the heavyweight champ of the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, Tristan Law, on the line. Champ, how you doing? Doing good, Ken. How are you? I am doing all right. What's going on right now, champ? Oh, man, I just got back from vacation in Miami, you know, got a little tan. So, you know, I'm a little bit more darker than normal, but everything right now is going A-OK. So you got a big event coming up uh, with, with uh, the BWO. Uh, who are you going to be taking on? Well, you know, I don't at this time I don't think I'll be taking anybody on. I don't feel like I should be wrestling anybody because I am the champion. I'm the law. I made the rules. But I do have something that I want to say, and... Ken, even though that we're good friends, I don't think I should say it now. I think that everybody should show up to the show on Saturday night in Elmer Park, New Jersey, just to hear exactly what I have to say. So that's basically it. Who am I wrestling? Eh, it depends on how I feel on Saturday. But right now, I only have something to say, and I'm going to say it at the show. I'm just curious. Could you give our, our listeners an idea of, of what you have to say, what it's in reference to? It's in reference to wrestling. Oh, okay. Come on, Ken. I mean, you know I can't tell you. You know I, mean, I know. I just thought maybe you made a little tease here, a little like, you know, your future plans, future opponents, uh, you know, where the DOD's going, just just a tease to give us an idea that, that we need to buy tickets to to come hear what you have to say. Well, you know, if anybody doesn't know, there's been a little, uh, you know, weight shifting in the BWS of late, and it's been shifting in uh, me and my friend's uh the dynasty of destruction has been shifting in our favor. So, you know, pretty much, you know, I'm going to have to say something. And you already know it's pro wrestling, so somebody may feel the need to interrupt me. And, you know, if they get me upset, you know, Tristan Law will smash. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, definitely got to go check out uh, what you got going on on Saturday. Um, any, any other uh, future matches? Uh, any other uh Promotions you we can see the the uh, champ in at this time. Well, of course, the the week after BWO, uh, you can see me in uh, Paramus, New Jersey, as I go for more gold around my waist. I wrestle for ECPW, and me and my good friend Dan the Man, we're wrestling Bandito Jr. and a guy by the name of Frankie Flo. They're the current ECPW tag team champions, and we're going to wrestle for their belts. 
and Frank and, and uh, Frankie's going to be going down. Same thing with Bandito Jr. because Dan the Man and I were going home with the belts. I want to be having two belts around my waist. I think I'm going to have to hire somebody to wear a belt for me. Ken, you want you want to wear a wrestling belt for me? It'll be a new job. You know why not? Like I'm I'm open for any any new positions. So just yeah, can we fit like belt wearer? I mean, if that's what you would like to name it. I mean, that was very good. You know, I was thinking, you know, executive belt wearer. You know, we've got to put you at the top. We've got hey, to get you I, I, I kind of like that. Executive belt wearer, EBW. Yeah, yeah you like that? I, I do. I, I kind of like that That moniker. It sounds good. I think you have the job. Send me your resume. Send it to, <laughs> got uh, it. Send it to uh, bookings at uh, tristanlaw.com. And, you know, if you know anybody out there that would like to book me, you can have them send it there as well, too. Bookings at tristanlaw.com. Send me your resume. I'll take care of you, Ken. You know, you're awesome, champ, and I appreciate it. I just want to let you know, I know, um, you know, that the season of Monday Night Raw at the Peppermill South has kind of ended, but uh, even though it's going to be Monday Night Football, uh, just so you know, it's still Dollar Tacos. Of course. Dollar Tacos all day, every day. Like, it's going out of style, except it's only on Monday. And they're pretty good, aren't they? They are. And, you know, I know other nights of the week, they have other uh, other specials, but come on, a Dollar Taco? Where can you get tacos for such a great deal, except at the Peppermill South? You can't. I mean, it, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's no place else, and the tacos are good. Um, just curious, out of like uh, the majors right now, um, you know, this past week, uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, Impact, uh, anything out of, out of the show stick out at you as, as a guy in the business that you uh, enjoyed watching this week? Um. When it comes to TNA, anything that has to do with Bully Ray, you know, I'm definitely interested in that. You know, uh, I'll be wa- I'll be paying attention uh, to his match to his match tonight. Um, he's wrestling uh, James Storm, so you know, good luck to him tonight because you know I think he should become you know a champion just like me. You know, like like student, like teacher. That's awesome. What do you think of Aces and Eights right now? Um, I mean, you know, I think they're a bunch of guys that run around in masks. You know, I mean, I've never run around in a mask, but actually, no, I have. There's just one guy named Dan Murdoch, and I was in a mask, and, you know, I beat him up, but, you know, he took my mask. That's a long story. But, you know, I mean, I think they're pretty cool, you know. Sometimes you just got to, you know, go in and just take business by the balls. So I think that's what they're doing right now, you know. I think probably as well, you know, if I had to put my money on it, I would think that uh, Samoa Joe would be behind it because I haven't seen him in a while. Wow, you know, amazingly enough, as, as speculation would would have it, you know, I think uh, you and and Bob Arian actually have something in common, both speculating on Samoa Joe. Oh, Bob Arian said it as well. Okay, all right. So I think that uh, I think that Vince Russo is behind. I can't agree with Bob Arian. Like, who <laughs> back would agree with Bob Arian? I think that Vince Russo is coming back and he will be in charge of Aces and H. Well, okay. Well, there you have it. Now, anything else you'd like to promote, Champ, before we let you go? Of course. My Facebook, facebook.com slash Tristan Law fan page, www.tristanlaw.com. That's my official website. Let me tell you, the money is so good. I have somebody that manages my Facebook fan page and my website. Nice. Also, you can follow me at Twitter, at Tristan Law. I promise this week, I have a little bit more interaction on Twitter. I've been slacking, but with the show coming, I've been training really hard. That's pretty much it. You know, everybody come out this weekend, uh, Saturday night to 1, Legion Place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. That's the Elmwood Park Legion. The American Legion of Elmwood Park, New Jersey. 
where uh, BWO will be having uh, our latest show called Uprising. Come out and see the greatest stars of tomorrow. That's pretty much it. You can get your tickets at uh, at BodySlamWrestling.com, or you can find them on Facebook. Just search Body Slam Wrestling Organization. Find the Facebook. There's info there on how to get the tickets. Well done. Thanks a lot, champ. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care of yourself. All right. Thanks. Take care. Oh, well, there you go. You know, we're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with the, the phones. We've got some people who have been on hold for a while, so go out there. Uh, Cole, are you there? Hey, what's up, Ken? It's Mike Ferrara. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Okay, I just was listening to what um, Christian Law had to say, and I, re- I do respect the law. You know, the guy is a, the guy is a uh, what we call hardworking, um, independent wrestler like everybody else out there. Good. I got you know um, it's 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 been like kind of a very amicable show tonight. We're all right. well. I'm gonna agree. I'm sorry. I'm in a good mood. I just want to say hello to Dave, and I'll say hello to you, Mr. Reedy. Thank you, sir. Okay. Hey, how you doing, Mike? I'm okay. You know, I'm hitting the gym hard every day. I'm try. I'm helping. I'm trying to promote everything. Like I promote your show. I I do what I can do. And I and um, I greatly appreciate okay. that. We we all here greatly appreciate that. The Ken Reedy show. Found, when I found out about the NWA. Coastal, I like the deal, but listen, uh, Ken. I just want to tell you, don't never, ever, ever let people criticize you until they've walked in your shoes. You know. Okay. I mean, who who would who who's going to take the who would so who would take the Ion uh, deal? Lee Marshall, Chris Madden, uh, what do you call Steve McMichael? Come on. Good luck. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. You know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, wa- I'm gonna be watching, and I'm gonna be listening, and I just hope you do, you know, you do what you know how to do, Ken. You came a long way, you know, and that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna do your best. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I am gonna do everything I can to, to do the NWA name proud. Yeah, and that's and you know NWA 1948. You know, it's a big tradition. Every you know the dean Gordon Soli, may he rest his soul. I love Gordon Soli; he was the best. But um, you know we do what we can do because we love this business, and I'm so happy that you're doing what you can do. Yeah. So I'm just curious in the world of professional wrestling, uh, what would you enjoy this past week? Well, let's see. I I enjoyed. Um, I actually enjoyed SmackDown. Um, I think the prime time players are going to get the belts. I think they're I think they're better now um, without what what's his name there uh, without uh, the, the big mouth I forget his name. The A W. Yeah, A W. I think I think they're definitely going to get the belts. And I like I like Dan uh, I like um, Damian Sandow, aka Lenny Popo, baby. He reminds <laughs> me of Lenny Popo. He reminds me of Leaping Lenny, and I've been saying that for year, for a while since he's been on. You're totally but, right, man. When he, when Leaping know. Lanny had his genius gimmick, this is so yeah, similar to it. Hilarious. Genius, to, and even before the genius, when Andre the Giant busted him up in a battle royal, threw him over the thing on Saturday night's main event, I was like, wow. Dude, you know? I, that's amazing. I, I remember that. I remember uh, Lanny's, like, uh, I don't know if it was Gorilla Monsoon or no, it, was it was a good call, but, like, before. Lanny's eyes rolled up in the back right. of his head and it they did this whole Jesse dramatic Vantour, thing. It was just his body Ventura and Vince McMahon on that call. And I remember at the end when, when Andre drew Hulk Hogan out of like he was a piece of garbage. I remember Take Me Home for hearing it Take Me Home from um what's that? Uh, from Phil Collins playing in the background. Oh wow. So I remember that as a kid and uh 
But I'm, like I said, I'm an old school wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I watch any promotion that has to, to me that makes sense. And you know, as far as if I'm going to switch topics, as far as sense, the Aces and Eights. I actually think Hulk Hogan's behind it for some reason. I don't know. I think Hulk Hogan has his hands in it. I don't know. You know, that's my opinion. It's possible. That. What I'm curious what your opinion of that. If, if it winds up being in the end that with Aces and Eights, right. that Hulk Hogan is behind it, um, well, are you happy sorry. about that? Is that something that, that psychs you up as a wrestling fan, or is it something that's, well, like, been there, done that? Well, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan, for years, and then I and then I followed him when he did the NWO, and then I was I did I did get nervous though when they went live and in TNA and they brought all these guys back, you know. But uh, Hulk Hogan said it's not going to be like that, and I was happy. But I mean I don't know, you know I'm a Hulk Hogan fan. You know what? I would be happy. You know I like Hulk Hogan still. Interesting. All right. You know, very cool. Uh, you know, Mike, right. as always, thank you so much for the call and thanks for the continued hey, uh, support. Before before we get done, can I talk about this coming Saturday? Sure. Go ahead. Give it to All us. All right. This coming Saturday, I will be in attendance because Magic is supposed to be fighting Richie Rotten. Um, Tony Tony Scott has been uh, harassing me on you know sending me stupid things and I've been responding to him. I don't know know why, but uh, I will be there. To watch the match and hopefully not get harassed again, and we'll see what happens. But I hope I hope uh, that Magic wins and and he does what he has to do. Sounds good, uh, Mike. You know, great call. Uh, thanks for supporting us, the indie scene, and the majors. Uh, we love having you. I will always support you guys, and I'll watch your back. But what about me, baby? I want to get supported too. And you guys have done done a great job. And Barbarian, if you're listening. Woo! That's for you, Bob. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the call. Take okay, care. Okay, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mike. Wow, I, I love doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to keep it going, man. We're going to go out to the calls again. Uh, uh, caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, what do you got for us, caller? This is a fantastic ox baker. You heard of me? Oh wow, Ox Baker! Uh, yes, finally you've got to been listening to all these guys. They don't know what they're talking about, and here I am, the greatest talker in the history of wrestling. Everybody in the country knows John and Mary knows that. There, everybody knows that, and you know where I'm going to be Saturday night. I have managed thirty different guys, and thirty guys have won. I'm going to be there Saturday night, and also I want to tell. The WWE needs new blood, and Ox Baker has three guys. I have Mr. Powerful. You heard of Mr. Perfect? Now I got Mr. Powerful. He just pinned arm wrestled the world champion arm and beat him. I'm training him. I got a new Von, Von Smith, and I'm telling Vince what he has to do, like the old-timers Ox Baker. You know, 40 years I've been around. Now I'm managing, I'm talking, and Vince has limited each and every one of the managers, and he needs to bring me back. Everybody knows. I got Mr. Powerful. I got Don Smith. John and Mary will sell our stuff. I'm going to manage two guys. And I can tell you right now, I'll bet on both guys, because I'm going to give them the Oz Baker. You mentioned 
Hulk Hogan. Well, his first three matches, if you check the rank, Ox Baker knocked him out. Drove that hard punch into him. Three nights, me and superstar Billy Graham. And Vince McMahon has let everybody in the WWE. I'm in five halls of fame, but I can't get in the WWE because he won't let me. I want to manage some. I want to manage. Uh, it's like Triple H and his wife. That poor baby. Let it become Mother McMahon. I don't care. I need to get in there. I need to manage. I need to get. I want to be inducted in that hall of. I deserve it. The only man to throw Andre the Giant over the top. I got tapes of all this. I bring them Saturday night. I'll show you a tape of me and throw Andre the Giant over the The record book said it was never done. But I'm telling you it was done by Ox Baker. I have the tape to show you that. I've, uh, you know, I love the wrestling fans all over the And all I tell just keep out of my way. Just what You know, all the guys nowadays, they don't want to take the time to interview they want to talk about this and that, you know. Nobody wants to talk about Grandma's strawberry rhubarb pie, but that was my favorite pie of all time, by the way. But Ox Baker, I want to let you know there is life after wrestling. The last bell, the last can upside of your head, there's still life. And I'm a manager. And when you see Mr. Powerful, 24-inch arms, the other night he had Tony Atlas scream when he broke, put his arm down. Von Smith, the new Fritz in the business. I got a guy in West Virginia had a one match. I managed him for 30 matches. He's got 30 wins in a row. There must be something about me. You got a question for me, by the way? Uh, are, are you still there? You, you got to ask me a question. So, you know, I love to talk. All these guys talk about this organization and that organization. Vince. You need managers. You need finishers. You got to get these guys talking about ten minutes. About let's get to the point. That's why. I'm... Uh, Ox, are you there? I, I think we lost Ox. Uh, here. Wow, it's a shame. As uh, quickly as think... he left. What? Well, he may have left. Wow, Ox Baker calling in, uh, talking managing. Uh, uh, we didn't have the best audio connection there, so apologies. But uh, uh, entertaining, to say the least. Uh, Ox very passionate about his new uh, career as a manager. Uh, uh, we got about a half hour left, so Ox, if uh, you get a better connection, give us a call. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get you back on. But we still we we still have some more guys on the line, so we're going to go right back after the phones. Uh, caller, are you there? Caller. Three four seven. Yellow. Going once. Going twice. And gone. All right. Dave, wow. Uh great being popular. Great having calls. But uh hey, I feel like we haven't gotten to talk much at all. Uh you, you hit it on the news break. WWE network, um, quite possibly the most compelling storyline. Uh, going on in the WWE right now, the network's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Uh, as you stated in your news break, we have confirmed reports, uh, inside source from the WWE, working in the offices that do state that uh, they have been told to continue going with the network. There's no talk of uh, indefinitely postponing plans. Um uh, a whole bunch of reports going back and forth. Uh, Dave, what do you think of the prospects of getting this network off the ground? 
I'm at this point, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stating, you know, what on what's on what's been online is true. It's not true. I mean, we got reports. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm that that that's how I that's how I look at it nowadays. Um, I mean. I would like, I mean, most, at least as far as I know, I mean, I can't speak for every wrestling fan, but, you know, is there that gigantic big appeal to see an entire network dedicated to wrestling? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would love it, you know. I would never leave the house, never get married, never have a girlfriend, but, you know, I would still <laughs> love it <laughs> regardless, you know. Um, so my DVR would be filled with just all shows, you know. I might as well just tell my cable company to, Get rid of everything else. Just give me the wrestling channel, you know. Save money, I guess. But um, yeah, I really don't know what, what, what to expect. You know, I hope to see it. Um, it's interesting that uh, you know some of the the things that were stated in the report, like for instance, that they did some market research and only just under a hundred thousand people had inquired about a wrestling channel. And I found that um, to be uh, a, a little interesting. Another thing that I found to be interesting too was the fact that you know WWE currently is under a contract with NBC Universal. NBC Universal owns the USA Network. They also own Sci-Fi Network and WWE airs both were on SmackDown. Some of their uh, replays they air on Universal HD. Um, I find it hard to believe that um, the and, and the ironic thing is that NBC Universal is owned by Comcast um, which is the biggest cable company in the entire country, and I find it hard to believe that Comcast wouldn't be on board to get the WWE Network. Cablevision wouldn't be on board. I mean, you know, who knows uh, who, what other cable companies um, either have shot them down or what have you. Um, it's I don't know. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is it's a lot of Vince McMahon's ego and pride that come into play here. Um, he wants to do this on his own. Um, it's all about, you know, it's all about ego and pride with him. I mean, they're going to run WrestleMania in April of 2013 in New Jersey, a year before the NFL is going to do the Super Bowl there, and they want to set the attendance record first before the NFL does. Um, that's just out of ego and pride. They could have waited the following year to do it, to do WrestleMania 30 in the tri-state area to coincide with the first one being in New York, but they wanted to do that to break the record with the NFL. Um, the other point I wanted to make too, as far as, you know, Vince McMahon's ego and his pride goes is that, um, he, uh, he's got all these con, all these shows, all this content, and he's bought up all these video libraries. He's in the process of buying Bill Watts's uh, library with uh, Mid-South and UWF and, and, and all those, uh, you know, but you, uh, NBC Universal, offered to let WWE buy part of Universal HD, which is a channel of theirs, that they show movies and syndicated television shows that maybe made it to, like, one or two seasons. Um, it's under the NBC umbrella. And Vince declined. He could have taken all his content and had already had a ready-made network and owned half of it with USA and maybe eventually bought it out someday, but he wanted to do this on his own. And are we now seeing that maybe that bit him in the ass? I don't know. But like I said, at the beginning of this, I'm, I'll wait and see when this all comes to play, when they announce it officially, when cable subscribers send me stuff in the mail to, to, to add it to my plan, you know, for my cable. I, I'm not buying it until it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the interesting thing with this, and, you know, it, I don't want to necessarily call it a business blunder per se, but, um, and, and, you know, look, I, I mean, if I was a billionaire, maybe I'd have a pretty big ego too. So as to not point judgment necessarily, um, but, uh, you know, when you say, you know, Vince McMahon's ego, it, it, it does bring up an interesting point that, you know, did he make a mistake uh, in reference of, like, would it have made, been smarter to just kind of keep the network under wraps and when definitively everything was ready to go, then he had his, his big announcement with the big... You know, videos and the music and a bam, bam, chicka, bucka, 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 wow, meow, meow, and WWE Network, bam, bam, chicka, bam, bam, you know, a whole new blah, 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 you know, and all that crap they had on Raw. You know, maybe it would have been better for Vince to make sure it was completely a go before he, he made the announcement. Because now I think, and I, I'm kind of curious your take, Dave, but when it comes to this network, now, look, beforehand, I would have just been, look, we're wrestling fans, and wrestling fans, we're all going to buy into it. And like we've said before, wrestling fans, we'll watch bad wrestling before we'll watch no wrestling. And that's why that's why the show exists. That's why stuff on Facebook exists. You know, that's why wrestling fans love to say what they love, what they hate, because we're going to watch even if we hate it, because we just love the business of pro wrestling. Um if the WWE Network was released in a way where it was, hey, in a month, WWE Network debuts. It's on this channel at this, this is the kickoff, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. I'm pumped. I'm psyched. It's a positive. Now with all the drama surrounding the network, when I think about it, if the day comes when we're told, all right, Three months from now, on this date, the network is coming. I'm going to watch. You know, I'm not going to be the, oh, there's no I'm going to watch. I'm not going to be that kind of guy. But I'm not going to be pumped. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. Um, I'm going to be curious what we're going to get because of uh, the delays and everything. I'm going to be curious of the quality. Um the, the debuting of the network, uh, because of what's gone on now behind the scenes, uh, the drama involved, uh, as far as positively speaking, um, it, is kind of gone a bit. Uh, the, the luster is kind of gone. And uh, I, I'm curious what you think. Again, saying, admitting, Dave, that we will both watch it and not saying I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to declare that I'm not going to watch Vince's product or anything. I'll, I'll watch. But, but the excitement has kind of been dulled a bit. For me, um, your thoughts on that? I would agree with you as far as the excitement goes. I mean, they they made they they've made it like announcements about like three different launch dates, or at least you know it's been rumored. You know, they put out a press release back in November of last year. As a matter of fact, we broke the news on the show live on the air for during the Survivor Series pregame that they were going to do the network launch the day of WrestleMania 28. And they were going to offer WrestleMania for free the day of the network launch. Um, but there weren't any more details behind it. Then they pushed it back to later in the year 2012. They, they said sometime in 2012. 
Um, then we heard the fall. Uh, back a few months ago, I heard that it was going to be in the fall. It was going to be a paid network, and you were going to pay like you pay to watch HBO or Showtime or Stars or whatever those channels are, but you get every single pay-per-view for free. Other people who don't have the network could get the pay-per-views, but you're just going to be paying more in a sense you know, you, you might as well just buy the network because you can get all the content plus all the pay-per-views for free. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is that, that I think is stalling this, too, is, like I said, with the cable providers, if they offer this channel as a part of a cable package and you don't have to pay for it, it's in, like, your sports package with, with you know, football and Major League Baseball and stuff like that, then the network, the, 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 excuse me, the cable companies have to pay WWE to air the content and air their network on the cable providers. And the cable providers aren't really seeing a gigantic mass appeal for people to want to get want to watch an entire channel dedicated to wrestling for free. Whereas you go to a paid format, you pay your 12.99 a month, whatever they're going to charge, and you get a, you, you get all these incentives. All these pay-per-views are free. You get every single show. You get the replays of Raw and SmackDown. You get just about anything. It's like watching HBO. No commercials. Um, and the cable providers, I mean, who really makes out on this is the cable providers and WWE. I mean, cable providers more than WWE because the the, the fans are going to have to pay to watch this stuff now. Um, is the luster gone? A little bit, yeah. Like I said, they've announced like a bunch of different launch dates and when they're going to do this. They're not sure yet. Or I doubt we're going to see it go, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now we're sitting here talking about this and that network is still not launched yet. Yeah, I mean, to me right now, the the network is kind of has that feel of, you know, a movie that had a release date and they had to go back to the drawing board to do some more edits. Because, uh you know, my gut reaction, when I hear about a movie that's going to be released, honestly, let's just talk, G.I. Joe. The new G.I. Joe was supposed to be released uh, this summer. So it was supposed to be a summer action movie. And it was pushed back, I, I believe it's like next spring. It's in, um, it, it opens a week. It's funny. Rock is in it, and it opens a week before WrestleMania. So there you go. I To me... And look, they they spun it. You know, we need to do these edits, blah blah blah. To this movie fan, you take a summer, a summer action blockbuster, and move it to the spring. It sucks. That's my gut reaction. This movie sucks. And I'm not saying I won't go see it. I may very well go see it. But my gut reaction is this movie is going to be terrible. And that honestly, the network. That's kind of how it's. It, to me, it's it's being perceived. The, the more it's delayed, every time it's, oh, it's coming, wait, we're delayed. Oh, it's coming, wait, we're delayed, kind of takes a little bit away from the network. And then I start to wonder, is the programming going to be bad? What are they going to offer us? Uh, whereas if they just announce it once and the, announce, and the uh, release date, the rollout date stayed firm, I just would have been, it would have been pure positive feelings. Uh, now they've they've kind of kind of taken the luster a bit off the show, so we'll see what happens. We're we're gonna try again. I believe we have Ox Baker on the line. Let's try this again. Ox, are you there? Are you there? 
We are having issues tonight with the phone, so we're going to have to let you go. So, Dave, I guess we're just going to have to keep talking. Actually, we have someone else on the line, so why don't we go here. Uh, Call, are you there? Hello? People are calling, and they're not. Oh, you're gone, too. Let's talk wrestling, Dave. All right, take three. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's technology, and uh, you know it's tough sometimes. And uh, you know, my little studio here in my in my house, getting this thing done. So uh, apologies, and you know, going forward, Ox Baker. Obviously, we're we're running short on time, but we'll get you on at some point. Looking to, to book guests in the future. So uh, you know, I'd love to have Ox on where we can really talk. And uh, again, getting towards the end of the show. Uh, a guy who's been in the business uh, forever, knows a lot about the business. So i uh, love to give Ox the, the time and respect that he deserves. So uh, uh, hopefully we can get him on uh, in the future, on a future show, where we can give him a little more time. You know, one of the things we should discuss, and I didn't discuss at the top of the show, but since we're kind of improving here, um, just let everyone know, next week, uh, myself, I'm going to be in Boston uh, getting the, the heartbeat and uh, covering live Night of Champions for the WWE, uh, I'll be out there, uh, you know, getting the pulse of the WWE Universe, uh, you know, out there in Boston. So uh, we're actually, going because of, of being out there and, and getting to the event on time and all that other good stuff, we're going to be starting the show a little early next week. So rather than 6 to 8, we're going to go 5 to 7 next week. Still going to, still all the great entertainment you've grown to know and love. On the Ken Reedy Show, we're going to do a Night of Champions uh, pregame, talk about everything uh, going forward into the Night of Champions, uh, but we're just going to be starting one hour earlier, so 5 to 7 uh, next week will be the time. you got anything you want to get in, 347-838-9815, the number again, 347-838-9815. And Dave, uh, this past week in, in the world of professional wrestling, um, you know, we talk about the network and getting, you know, moving forward through the network. Uh, you know, the once you get, like, all the logistics, which they can't seem to get, you know, tied down, you got to have programming. And and some of the shows, and I'm not going to go off on it, but, again, I continue to find that the, the three-hour Raws drag a bit. Segments go a little longer than they need to. I thought this past week's Raw could have been very good. If it was shortened, I thought the Hug It Out segment went long. I thought Vicky's segment went long. I even thought Punky, Punk and uh, Sheamus' segment went a little long. Consolidate that whole thing, it's it's not a bad two-hour show. Uh, but what sticks out to me is we have an alliance now between Paul Heyman and uh, one CM Punk. All of a sudden, Paul Heyman has moved himself uh I, I guess, into a managerial position with uh, the WWE champ. Uh, what do you think of this? I like it. Um, it adds something fresh to, to Punk's character. It's obviously a tool to it, – it's, it's, the, the alliance is used for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. One, it's a tool to get CM Punk over the heel because everybody hates Paul Heyman. Um, even Paul Heyman hates Paul Heyman. That's how much he's hated. Um, and the other is to keep the – Keep Brock Lesnar fresh in the fans' mind because of the association that Heyman has with him. Because obviously he's going to come back. That stupid pout that he did coming, you know, after SummerSlam that he left and he he accomplished everything he needed to accomplish. So let me get this straight: 
You come back to the WWE, you challenge John Cena, you get your ass kicked and lose. Then you get suspended or whatever, and you wrestle another match and you win, and that you've accomplished everything you need to accomplish. So you came back to lose a match and win a match, and that's it. You didn't want to win the belt. You didn't want to maybe end the streak of the Undertaker. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't buy that whole thing. Lesnar's got no charisma. He's got as much personality as a goddamn doorknob, and I think having Heyman was the perfect way to to keep him relevant. And obviously, Heyman and Punk together, they have a relationship. Paul Heyman has been heavily involved in that new CM Punk DVD that's going to come out, and they're they're both creatively got uh you know are heavily involved in uh, you know the. The, the storyline going forward. I think it's going to help Punk get a, get a, you know, a, a, a great reaction as a heel and keep him that way. Instead of trying to be the number two babyface, he realized that he's that number one heel spot in the WWE is open. And so same with Paul Heyman, I think will uh, further his place in that spot. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think it, I, you know, piggybacking what you're saying, I thought it was great. Not good, great. Uh, the way they used Punk on Raw uh, sparingly on in Chicago. Uh, I liked his open. I kind of thought it almost had a vibe of a little Bret Hart-ish. A little, uh, hey, I'll be a face in Chicago, but I'll be a heel every place else. Uh, much like Bret was a heel in America and a face every place else. Uh, you know, I... I I, I kind of like the vibe we got out of that promo, but I like the fact that creative kept him off TV. Um, the one you can't do, Punk can't do anything to make himself hated in Chicago, except don't let him see you. Give him less. And I, I thought that was a real good idea. And I mean, Heyman is such a jerk. Character-wise, does such a good job at, at playing that off, and you know, um, you know, Ox Baker kind of hit on it as far as managers go. Uh, it's a great idea, like making him a bona fide, you know, hated heel to put Heyman with him. Um, Heyman's just—I mean, there's nothing likable about him, you know, unless you're a fan and you're thinking creatively speaking and you know behind the scenes speaking, but character-wise. God, there's nothing likable about him. He's disgusting. <laughs> through and through. <laughs> High definition is not Paul Heyman's friend. By any stretch. I mean, he's just a you know, just a nasty troll-like character that just uh, you know, oozes arrogance. Like he just he looks like that, but he's arrogant and conceited and pompous it's just it, it's such a great character and, and to put him with uh uh punk and, and for you know to, to kind of bring it all full circle because punk had said earlier i'm a Heyman guy um it, it all works really well so i i like what i'm seeing because uh you know punk is in a weird position to you know garner booze and uh bringing him in with Heyman, i, I just think it it's it's an excellent move. Uh, the interesting thing about Heyman, and, and you kind of touched on it, and I'm kind of curious what you think about it. Um, you know, Punk can talk. Uh, Heyman was great for a guy like uh, Lesnar, 
who couldn't talk at all. Uh, what do you think about, you know, does Punk need him? Or, I mean, what do you think about, like, that aspect and the two of them on the mic together? Well, Punk can hold his own as far as talking goes. Um, I mean, in that, in that sense, he doesn't need Heyman. I think just the fact that there's a, a, a an association, um, more or less, is, is, an, is enough of a reason to, to not like CM Punk. Um, I mean, I like it. And I, I look forward to seeing where it goes. I I almost kind of see, uh, this is what I kind of hope for, but I don't think this, that they're going to go this route. But, I mean, granted, Lesnar's not on TV as much. That's, you know, just part of the deal that he signed with them. But I would kind of like to see Heyman represent. Obviously, Heyman will still represent Lesnar when he comes back because he's not going anywhere. And he's now got this representation, you know, with CM Punk. Um, but, you know, coming up WrestleMania season, you know, you'll you'll probably see more of Lesnar, depending on who he's working with, whether it's Undertaker or Rock or whoever. I'd like to see someone of, if you remember back in the spring of 2001 when Steve Austin turned heel and he joined up with Vince and then Triple H joined up with them. And before that, Austin and Triple H were like these hated rivals. They hate each other. I think Hunter, Hunter was the one that, you know, hired Rikishi to run over Steve Austin. And now the two of them are like, you know, tag team partners, and they were champs at one time. Um, I'd like to see something like a two-man power trip with the two of them. Punk's the champion. He's the most, you know, most dominant champion in recent memory, and Lesnar, the most dominant force in the company, and you got the mind of Paul Heyman behind the both of them. You know, you got those three there. I think it would make for, like, a good little alliance, just the three of them. Don't add anybody else. Don't water it down. But you have some sort of, like, two-man power trip, and they go forward heading into next year's WrestleMania just like on a roll, dominant, you know, taking out guys left and right. I, you know, I personally would like to see Punk as a champ going into next year's WrestleMania as opposed to the rumors of him losing to The Rock at the Royal Rumble. But um, I, that's where I'd like to see it go forward and, 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 and keep that association with Lesnar alive. I think that's why, like I said earlier, that's why Heyman's on television to get the people's, you know, you know, brains uh Fixated with the fact that the, he's got an association with Punk now, but he's also still connected to Brock Lesnar, um, so that they don't forget about Brock Lesnar if and when he comes back. Um, so that's where I'm kind of hoping it goes. Um, but it's you know what, it's a good cliffhanger heading into tomorrow night's Raw because tomorrow night's the first Monday Night Football is you know in the NFL for the season, and they need something good. And I think you know wondering what's behind Heyman and Punk's association is a good hook to get some people in to watch Monday Night Raw tomorrow. I agree with you. And that would be cool, like a, a, a two-man power trip kind of thing. We're going to go out to the calls now. Uh, oh, caller, are you there? Hello, caller, 201? Hello. Hey, are you there? Yes, I am here. How are you, my sir? Good. How are you? What's your name? My name is Brett Everett, and I am from Miami, Florida. Great to hear from you. What do you got for us oh. tonight, Brett? Well, I was at a recent DNA event with my uh, my 11-year-old son, and my 11-year-old son wanted a Impact Wrestling T-shirt. So I went to the concession stand or the newsstand and bought him a T-shirt, but I was short $5. So this big, tough, bald guy came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, here's, here's the $5 for your kid. And I said, no, 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 sir, no, no, sir, you can't do that. I can't take your money. And he's like, no, I insist. This is for you. Take the money. And I turned around, I asked him for his name, and he said his name was Bob Arian. Now, 
He's barbarian from the BWR, I believe, correct? That is correct, sir. And I hear that he's a pretty nice guy for, you know, give me $5 for my son for a T-shirt. Now my son all happy and all excited, and we were talking to him for a little bit, and then poof, he's gone. That, that's what he does. He, he does he good deeds, and then, like, like the night, he's just gone. Do, should I get offended by that or no? No, he's a good guy. You should you should he's be uh you should be happy. Well, I'm very happy. My son very happy. We, he got picture taken with him and autograph and everything and he mentioned Ken Reedy show and I quickly I had to call Ken Reedy show and tell you this wonderful news that happened. Thanks for the call. I, I hope to Thank hear you from you again soon. I certainly will call back. I'm going to follow Ken Reedy show all the time now. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Take care, Brad. Okay. You take care too, sir. Bye. Bye bye. Always an interesting time here on the Ken Reedy Show. But you know what, Dave? You know what it's time for. I think I do. The Ken Reedy Show. Nah, over the rules. This is the portion of our show when... We just talk about something that made us made us feel good about the world of wrestling. We sat back. We sat on our couch. We looked at it. We nodded. And we were like, yeah, that worked. Or maybe we're in an arena. And we said, yeah, that worked. And we nod to ourselves. Could be a match. Could be a, a promo. Could be a show. Uh, could be just an individual. So, uh, you know, that's what we do each and every week. We give something in the world of professional wrestling our nod of approval. Dave, what you got for us this week? Well, Ken, I know we spoke off the air before the show tonight, and to be quite honest with you, there really wasn't anything in the world of wrestling that kind of, you know, came out at me where I can be like, wow, that was, you know, that that that, 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 that gets my nod. But, you know, after going through, you know, listening to some of our callers and tonight's show and um, just going back and trying to, you know, relive the, the, the past week in the world of wrestling, I, I'm, I'm remiss if I don't mention the... Uh, the, the match between Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy on Impact and in the Bound for Glory series match. I thought it was an excellent match. Um, I liked, uh, you know, the, the, the two different styles. It worked well. You know, Joe's more of a powerhouse for the ground game, and Hardy likes to, you know, fly around. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, this is great that it's on TV, but I'd love to see if they built this up for pay-per-view between the two of them and, you know, put them on a pay-per-view match. And lo and behold, they're going to be on pay-per-view tonight in just about 10 minutes for the No Surrender in the Bound for Glory series. So, um, you know, to me, that, that yeah, I thought just overall the action was great. Hardy came out the winner, and Joe still looked good in the process, and they've been they've been putting, you know, Joe, you know, higher up on the food chain in TNA, and I just like to see. I'm always, I've always been a big Samoa Joe fan. So, um, to me, that this week, I mean, I wish I had more, you know, more to say about it, but that that gets my nod of approval. And that that is a very respectable nod of approval. As I'm sitting here and I get a message from John Kelleher from uh, M&J Collectibles, uh, good friends of the Ken Reedy Show, uh, he gives his nod to uh, Dave Cole and Nocturne. And, John, I am going to agree with you. Being there, and, and I'm going to be like, they're going to be kind of co-nods this week because I, I got to give nods to Dave and Nocturne on, on just an amazing match and really kind of uh, giving us some drama uh, at the end of the match. Uh, co-nod just to uh, uh, 
uh, Michael Banks and, and everyone who organized uh, Wrestle Jam. Tremendous show. Uh, but like I said earlier, it is, it's so difficult, really, uh, when you don't have TV and you don't have uh, a regular interest and you have people like me, and, and I'm not in the minority, but people who don't necessarily follow your promotion on a regular basis, um, you know, don't have the vehicle of TV and just, hey, Wrestle Jam, sounds like a, a cool show, catchy name, hey, I'm going to go watch the show. And uh, it's really difficult to give those fans um, a vested interest, uh, an emotional uh, tie to the matches, and my God, uh, Dave Cole Nocturne uh, tied me so into that last match, and, and everyone involved, uh, introing the match, uh, I, I just had a vested interest, and then not only having an emotional tie to the match, but then they delivered. And I am not exaggerating. Uh, sickest thing I've ever seen, ever, uh, in in a wrestling event. Um, I can't stress enough. I I didn't know if Dave Cole survived, and I'm not joking. I'm not making light of it. I honestly, my gut reaction was, did he live through that spot? Um, it was just amazing, and and you know, to kind of to be able to deliver on, on something like that. Uh, you know, especially at an indie show, is is absolutely amazing to to not only hit a spot but give an emotional reaction. So, uh, uh, my nod goes to uh, Dave Cole and Nocturne for uh, really putting on a show last night, and uh, kudos to everyone involved in Wrestle Jam. Uh, you guys were awesome, and you all should have a lot to be uh, proud of. So, congratulations to all of you. So, there you have it. Our nods of approval for this week. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. Just some news to get out for you. I just want to make mention of this. Uh, you know, we have some people that have been really, really good to us. And uh, those people are M&J Collectibles. And uh, we're working closely with them right now to get the one and only Vader. On the show. We're working. We're trying to get all the details. His people talking to our people. We're looking to work that out. But thank you to uh, M&J Collectibles. We're going to try and get him on. But big signing on September 21st uh, with Big Van Vader in Enfield Square, 90 Elm Street, Enfield, Connecticut. So be sure to check out the legend, Big Van Vader. Hopefully we get him on shortly. And on the 29th, uh, we got Maria and Marty Janetti uh, will be uh, as well at uh, Enfield Square, 90 Elm Street, uh, doing an autograph signing. So you got, you know, two weeks there. You got the 21st and then the 29th, you know, to get all your signings in. So uh, you want to go and get some memorabilia signed. Uh, they do a good job over there. And uh, we'll be working closely uh, right now with uh, John and all the crew at M&J Collectibles to get uh, uh, Big Van Vader on the show, and uh, a legend, obviously, in, in the sport, and uh, we'll be excited to get him on. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Uh, we're running short on time. Uh, big name. Who do you think's behind Aces and Eights? I, I, I 
want to agree and say, I mean, Bob Arian took the words out of my mouth and thought it was Samoa Joe, and I kind of, I kind of have to agree with him. But to me, um, I have a feeling it's going to be somebody that's just going to be. We're all going to be like, really, him? Like they put him in that spot? Like that's that's where I think it's going to go. But um, if I were to pick somebody, anybody other than Joe, I mean, I, I'll just go with Samoa Joe just for the fact that I just found it interesting that. He hadn't been involved in this, and all of a sudden, he just showed up last week on TV and started fighting these guys. Plus, the guy that's been talking, you know, with the whole voice gimmick and everything, um, he uh, he's kind of got Joe's size to him. Granted, he was out at the same time with Joe, but I think Joe could be a part of this, um, seeing as that last year he had he was in last place in the Bound for Glory series, and this year he's. You know, riding high in second place going into the final four for tonight's show. And, you know, could he be behind this whole ace thing? But I don't think he's a biker. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of up in the air. I, mean, I, I, I would Joe, love to see Samoa think, Joe because it would give some, Samoa Joe something significant. Um, one of the things that I am curious about is let's not forget that there's the TV show The Devil's Ride that is a reality show on motorcycle, uh, a motorcycle club uh, produced by Eric Bischoff. That's true, yeah. And you, you look at, like, the, the whole thing with Ace and H, they are a motorcycle club, uh, you know, obviously kind of embracing the Sons of Anarchy kind of vibe, but, uh, you know, Bischoff, as well as Hogan, uh, you know, motorcycle aficionados, um, you know, Bishop, obviously, uh, somewhat well-versed in the culture of, uh, the motorcycle club. Um, look, it's funny. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he's the guy, the interesting thing is that they keep throwing prospects at us. And so you wonder who the head guy is, um, as much as I, I don't have a problem with Bischoff like other people. I think Bischoff is a Weasley smarmy Son of a bitch, which is awesome, which works so well. He's like a Vince McMahon without the muscle, which makes yeah. him even more hated. So I don't, oh, I, I, you know, the character wise, I don't hate him as much as other people do. However, I do think you do bring in, uh, been there, done that kind of vibe if the reveal is Bischoff is, is behind everything. So um, it's funny, to be honest with you, as a betting man, Unfortunately, I think we're going to find out that Bischoff is behind everything. As a fan, I totally am on board with you, Dave. I would love to see Samoa Joe be the guy with this. I just think it would be such a cool uh, change for his character, uh, but it, it's not a radical change, so it fits in with what he does as an ass kicker. Um, I think that... Uh, that would totally be cool for him, and it's definitely like the uh, the kick in the ass his character would need. So I think that would work uh, very well. And we have reached that point in time. It's no surrender night, people. Do we get a big reveal? Do we find out who's behind the aces and eights? Do we get anything, or do they just keep stringing us along until bound for glory? This is the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk i thank you all so much for supporting us and the show uh, for remember next week five to seven we're starting an hour earlier 
Night of Champions. For Dave, this is Ken Reedy. Thank you, and good night.